You are listening to the Phenom NBA Show on the Phenom Media Podcast Network. Powered by the most passionate young sports analysts in the game. If you're looking for creative, informative, and high-quality sports content, you've come to the right place. Phenom Media boasts a team of over 100 youth contributors from around the world, covering every sport on every media platform. Make sure to follow Phenom on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as all of the Phenom podcast channels for daily content. The link tree in the episode description includes a direct link to all of the aforementioned platforms, so click on that to access everything. If you enjoy the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a positive review so more people can discover the podcast. Now, let's get to the show. All right, uh, welcome to the Phenom NBA show, one of two that will air on this Saturday. Uh, I am Matt Lesnick, joined by my co-host, Lev Arian. Hey guys, so today Matt and I are going to be going over our NBA award predictions for this upcoming season. Uh, and we'll go back, back and forth on our picks, and uh, we'll give a, a little explanation with them. So uh, with that out of the way, Lev, uh, who's your MVP pick? So there's a lot of different scenarios, you know, coming into this season. Um, will Giannis three-peat as MVP? Um, will LeBron win it in year 18? Um, and obviously these two players are some of the best players in the league, but I'm going to go with Luka Doncic. Um, you know, ever since he came into the league, He's been special. You could see it right from his first game. Um, just his skill set, the way he can move the ball, pass the ball. Um, obviously, last year he averaged 28.8 points. Um, and we really saw in the bubble how much of an asset he is to the Mavs and how he really carried that team um, in the playoffs. And I think he performs every night on a daily basis. And um, he already has the approval from over half the league. You know, everyone loves him um, just because of his humble personality. And um, he has a lot of likable traits. So I'm going to go with Luca. What do you think, Matt? I'm in agreement. I think Luca is arguably the best. He's on track to be the best player in the league. And I think he's going to grab the MVP this year. Um, you know, the Mavs have a chance if, you know, everything goes according to plan. They have a chance to be a top team in the league. And he's going to be at the helm. And, you know, they've they made a lot of big moves this offseason. And a lot of times, you know, MVP goes to best player on best team. But, um, you know, his defense isn't great. But I think voters, a lot of times, you know, they look past that. And I think he is just that good of a talent in which voters mm-hmm. can look past it. And yeah. If it wasn't for voter fatigue, I would go Giannis, but he's won the last two years, so I got Luca. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, both of us are in agreement here. We got Luca. Um, let's move on to – let's go with rookie of the year. So, Matt, you want to start us off? Yeah. Uh, I got the boring pick. I got LaMelo Ball. Um, you know, I was wavering on it, but he's looked really good in the preseason this year, and he'll be able to run their offense going into the season, which is – pretty rare for a rookie I mean doesn't happen often and Mm -hmm. the thing that really put the nail in the coffin for this pick was Gordon Hayward getting hurt for the first time this year 
I say for the first time because it's going to happen again. We know it. Mm-hmm. He, he's very injury prone. And as a Celtics fan, I know it very well. And yeah. you add all this with the fact that he's already got professional playing experience against grown men. I wouldn't be surprised if he has some sort of Luka Doncic type rookie season. I'm not saying it's going to be as, as good as Luka's. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think anyone's going to ever come near the kind of rookie season he had. But I think with you combine all those factors, he could easily average, you know, 20 points a game and could easily make a run for rookie of the year. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And, you know, I've, I've seen Melo getting picked rookie of the year every time. Um, and I think, honestly, he's definitely the front runner for this award. But I would not be surprised if Obi Toppin from the New York Knicks mm-hmm. makes a run at this award. Um, you know, we all saw on draft night when he got drafted to his hometown team, the emotion he showed. And we know he's going to be bringing um, passion to the court every night. And um, I think we actually really saw his potential from just his preseason game against the, uh, against the Pistons. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we could just see during that game – um, you know, he had 11 points and seven boards off the bench. You know, we could really see his explosiveness around the rim and how lethal he could really be. Um, and that skill set is really valuable in today's game, especially with the Knicks. You have R.J. Barrett, you know, Mitchell Robinson and Kevin Knox um, leading the team for the future. I think Obi really fits in nicely, and I think he has a really good chance to um, carve up the league and win this award this year. Yeah, that was one of the other guys I was thinking about, along with a guy like Killian Hayes or someone like that. Now, how about we move on to Defensive Player of the Year? Lev, who you got? You know what? I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. You know, obviously Giannis won it last year, and that was questionable. You know, a lot of people thought AD was robbed um, the way he was playing last year. I think this is AD's year to win the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, You know, people have picked Giannis – maybe even Bam Adebayo. Um, but I think, especially with LeBron going into his 18th year this year, you know, obviously we know he's an insane athlete and he's going to keep up the production he's had. But at some point, yeah, at some point he has to decline. And um, I think LeBron's about to be 36, and Davis coming off that massive extension needs to perform, and he will perform, especially on the defensive end for this team. And um, not to mention – AD is going back to number 23 this year with LeBron switching to six. So he'll probably have some extra motivation um, into the season. So what do you got for defensive player of the year? Yeah, I'm in agreement. I think it's going to be Anthony Davis. Um, There's a lot of great defenders out there, you know, Giannis, Gobert, Bam. And I think he's going to be better than every one of them. And I hate to use the argument that he wants it more than them, but he wants it more than them. He has – he arguably could have won it this year, but it went to Giannis, and many people think he probably should have won it. And he's been a top defender since he came into the league, and I think this is the year where he finally takes it home. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And um, so, so far, we're really in agreement. But um, let's see if we can get some different opinions here. So, Matt, who do you have for your sixth man of the year? Uh, I got a bit of a hot take on this one. I got Monte Morris, a point guard from the Denver Nuggets. He, yeah. He's been the leader of this Nuggets bench group the past couple of years, and he does what he's supposed to do. He'll come off the bench, he'll get you a good 11-5, and five, call it a night. But I think he's going to do some – I think he's going to step it up this year. I think he is going to be a huge contributor for the Nuggets this year. Um, 
with the departure of Jerry and Grant, um, that moves Paul Millsap into the starting lineup. You know, that's going to free him up some, that's going to give him a bigger role off the bench. He's yeah. going to need to be the leader. And I think he's going to take home the award. And it's not out of the possibility that the Nuggets get, you know, a really high seed. So mm-hmm. if that boosts his chance even further, if he's contributing big things to a, you know, a really good team. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Dennis Schroeder. You know, obviously last year, um, Dennis Schroeder was the runner up for the award, losing to Montrose Harrell. And both yep. of these guys are not going to be with the Lakers in LA. And um, <clears throat> I think especially with Schroeder this year, the pressure's on, you know, he has to perform. The Lakers went all out. They traded for him uh, this off season. And, you know, he has to be the guard that's going to come into the game and get you, like you said, that 11 or five, and maybe even more. You know, he, his role along with Montrose Harrell off the bench is going to be huge for the Lakers um, in making this, this defending title run. And I think last year the Lakers bench, could, you could say it struggled at times, but I think this year, especially in the playoffs, we saw how important um, Rajon Rondo was for them when he came back from injury in the bubble. And he was a guy that came in there, played incredible defense, and um, was really a court general for that team. I don't think Schroeder's a core general, I think, but he can really move the ball. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how he can replace Rondo um, and be kind of make that playoff run that Rondo did last year. And um, with that, I don't really see why – I don't see any way how Schroeder cannot make another run for this award. Yeah, I agree. He was my pick last year. But that begs the question, now that he is also in that sort of situation that Montrezl Harrell was in last year with Lou Williams coming off the bench, you think Montrez could also take votes away from Dennis? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, he, that's a good point. I think he could. Um, I think Montrez is going to have. I think I'd say his role is maybe is a bit more important than um, Schroeder's because maybe he might get into the starting lineup a bit, um, especially with you know AD, some nights needing rest. Um, you know Kuzma, and uh, all those guys. You know it's going to be important. And it's going to be interesting to see how. Maybe these two could both make a run at the award. You never know. But um, I'd give the edge to Schroeder. All right. Yeah. And that's, you know, something we finally have something different. Um, now, as we move on, how about most improved player? Who you got? I'm going to go with Michael Porter Jr. Um, from the Nuggets. You know, in the last seven games last year, we saw how, how lethal he could be. And we saw a, um, a little bit of his potential. Um, he averaged 22 points and eight rebounds in those last seven games. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really saw how he could take over games and how his shooting and his finishing at 6'10 is just really good. And it's a really good talent. Um, he's a really good future talent for the rest of for the Nuggets. And, um, you know, we saw in the bubble, he averaged 11 points, which isn't bad for a rookie. Um, and I think definitely with the loss of Jeremy Grant, like you said before, for the Nuggets, um, Porter's going to have to step up and I think Porter along with um, Monte Morris they could both really you know really help this Nuggets team out in making a playoff run yeah I, I agree there um, now my pick I got Marvin Bagley from the Kings um, he, the guy infamously you know taking a pick before Luka Doncic um, yeah. I think if he's healthy he has the potential to be the, one of the league's premier big men Uh, We saw flashes of that at Duke and in his rookie season, but last year he just could not stay healthy. And 
that was reflected upon on the Kings record. I mean, they, they won 39 games in his rookie season. They won 31 last year, granted with the shortened season. But I just that I don't think that they would have even gotten close if uh, Marvin, yeah. uh, just because Marvin wasn't there. Um, but he he didn't start. He didn't even start in his rookie year. So imagine the damage he can do when he does start. Um, it's it's just something to think about. He he was taken number two for a reason. That's that's pr- pretty much all I can say. Yeah, and like you said, definitely has. Definitely has something to prove being a pick before Luca, and I think obviously Luca's turned out better so far. But you never know; Marvin can totally turn it around, and um, that's definitely an interesting pick. And um, yeah. we'll see how these two young talents are going to attack the league um, this year. Definitely. Yeah. So let's move on to Coach of the Year. So Matt, who do you got for Coach of the Year? Uh, I got Rick Carlisle to match with Luca. I think that the Mavs are going to be a top three seed in the West. And Carlisle is obviously the mastermind behind that. Um, they've constructed a really nice team around Luka Doncic with, you know, Chris Porzingis and also guys like Josh Richardson, Maxi Kleba, Tim Hardaway Jr. And I'll combine that with Carlisle's expertise, they could easily make the finals. And not to mention, Carlisle's already a champion. He's got a coach of the year. He's going to be hunting for that for another one. Um, and the Mavs are, I think they're going to drastically improve from anything they did last year. Um, they can move up. They're definitely going to move up from the seventh seed. Could easily go. I, they're, I think they're going to be, like I said, I think they're going to be a top three seed. Um, I, I think with all that, uh, I, I got Rick Carlisle. Uh, who do you got? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Steve Van Gundy of the Pelicans. I know usually the coach of the year is won by the best team or the best um, teams in the conference of that year. But I think the Pelicans – as you said, with the Mavericks, they're going to drastically improve. You know, um, obviously, I think every head coaching candidate um, would have loved to go to the Pelicans this offseason, just based on the amount of young talent they have on the roster. I mean, you look at guys like – I'll start with Zion Williamson. Obviously, we know about him, generational talent. Um, we see how much of a menace he was in the paint last year, just literally stealing the ball from guys, ripping it out of their hands. Um, this guy is just an absolute monster on the boards. And, you know – I think the problem or the thing with him is if he stays healthy, he's there. He's your guy. You know, I think Van Gundy is going to use him different ways. Um, and you look at guys like the, um, the previous improved player of the year, Brandon Ingram. You know, he's a guy that's been compared to KD um, with his skill set. You know, I think Brandon Ingram is getting better, obviously, based on the award he just won. And him and um, Zion um, in your front court is just really good. Obviously, that's, you know, that could be arguably a top 10 duo in the league um, to, in years to come. And I think they just have so much young, promising talent. I mean, look at guys like Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, and Jackson Hayes. You know, these are guys that can make impacts. And I think especially let's look at Lonzo Ball. I mean, this is a guy that was supposed to be, according to Magic Johnson, on the Lakers. Um, on the Lakers he's supposed to have a Lakers banner at the end of his career. And um, – Obviously, that didn't turn out. But I think in New Orleans, especially this year with, you know, them getting healthy, I think Lonzo can really turn up this year. Um, then you look at the guys they added in the, in the, uh, the offseason. You look at Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, and J.J. Redick. These are guys – these are veterans that have been around the league for a long time and can just spread their knowledge to these younger guys and really 
Um, we can see their improvement this year. And I think it's not crazy that a first-year head coach wins this award. Um, we saw Mike Budenholzer of the Bucks won it just two years ago. So I think it, um, this is an interesting pick, and I think it's a hit or miss because if you miss – if you're Van Gundy and you miss – you don't make the playoffs and have a good year with the amount of talent, young talent on this team, he'll probably be fired. And I think – but if he does, I think he has a chance for this award. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And with Stan Van Gundy, he's, he's been to the finals with the Magic, and he's been – he's coached generational talents. He's coached Dwayne Wade, Shaq. He's coached Dwight Howard. He's, it's all these guys. And it, a lot of what it, he needs to do, he's, he's going to need to develop guys like Zion and Lonzo and continue the development of Ingram. So I think that kind of depends. I, uh, the award, if those guys develop, he could definitely grab the award. Yeah. Um, we have some time left, so should we, should we just give out our title predictions if you want? Sure, yeah. All right. Um, you start. All right. I think I got the obvious choice. It's the Lakers. They, they improved so much from a team that literally won the finals last year. Yep. I don't think there's any way that they don't win. I think that there are going to be teams that give them a run, like the Mavs, like the Nuggets, the Clippers. And I think there will be teams in the East, whoever they meet in the finals, I think they'll give them a fight, like so, someone like Nets, Celtics. But mm -hmm. I just – I can't see anyone else but the Lakers winning at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to agree with you. You know, I don't think we've seen a, t a finals team get that much better than the Lakers have this last year, a reigning champion team. Um, you know, the only, the only way I think they can get knocked off – because I, I think they're winning the West, and I think maybe the Mavericks can give them – like a five or six game series honestly i'm not really sure um if anyone can compete with them the way that they've been playing i think the only way is if they suffer a big injury but i don't see lebron or ad getting injured the way they play and the way they treat their bodies you know but um i think it's also interesting to see who wins the east because that's going to obviously give the lakers their hardest chance um to win the championship and i think looking at the nets you know Kyrie, kd these are two top 10 players in the league. Um, this is a really exciting duo. And I think the only way I think I could see if James Harden somehow gets to Brooklyn, I don't know how that would happen without either getting rid of Kyrie or KD, but that may give the Lakers a, a hard chance. I'm just not sure. What do you think about that? Harden going to possibly Brooklyn? I don't think that that's a fit. I think Philly's a much better fit for him. Uh, and in Brooklyn, it's just, like you said, without giving up Kyrie or KD, you're not getting him. And yeah. Philly, ben, I think they're more willing to part with Ben Simmons than the Nets would be with Kyrie. So I mm -hmm. think that that would be easily a better spot, not to mention he's had Daryl Morey in the past. So I think that Philly, if he's going anywhere, which I don't think he's going to, but if he is going anywhere, I think Philly's the place. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be very interesting to see what happens in that situation. And um, obviously there have been some new additions this offseason, some big trades like the Westbrook and Wall trade that they're going to impact seeding um, in the playoffs. And I think, again, like the Wizards and the Rockets are two interesting teams that we can watch this season that are really going to um, be interesting to see how they turn out. Yeah, I agree. And one team that I feel like I'm the only person who thinks they're going to be good is the Cavs. 
I am a huge fan of Colin Sexton, and I think he's going to have a great season. Add that with Andre Drummond, you know, a rebounding machine who can't really shoot, but they've got Kevin Love to do that, who can also make his way inside. And hopefully Darius Garland's going to develop. I think that this Cavs team can do something. Not saying they will, because it's likely that either Love or Drummond is going to get traded. But I yeah. think if they don't, I could see this Cavs team at least making the playoffs. Yeah, I was, I was actually just going to ask you about do you have any surprising teams for this year? Um, and I know I talked about the Pelicans before, but I think that they're just a very intriguing team for this year especially. But I like, I like the direction the Suns are going in. And I wanted to look – I want to – I'm going definitely to definitely be watching, excuse me, um, how Devin Booker and CP3 – are going to mesh together. You know, that's just a, re- a really interesting duo. Something we haven't seen in a while, a, re- a young guy like Devin Booker, who's been playing lights out, obviously, in a situation in Phoenix where I thought he would have tried to leave just how, based on the way that roster's been built, not really to help him yep. um, in years past. But now they have DeAndre Aiden, you know, they have these guys that, you know, CP3, obviously that can – make impacts. And obviously CP3 is a guy that took the thunder to the playoffs last year when they had, like a, I think, a 0.3% chance of making it or something like that. Yeah, it's good. they, they were not supposed to be good. Yeah, no. And then CP3 in the bubble just takes some carries into the playoffs, almost beats the Rockets in a seven-game series. And But you just see what kind of player he is, and I'm really interested to see how he can make an impact on Devin Booker and how they can mesh together. And that's going to be really cool to see. Yeah, I agree. If, before they got Chris Paul, I thought, you know, he was going to want out. But they get him that first – I can't say Chris Paul's a superstar anymore, but that first all-star caliber player that he's mm-hmm. going to play with. And he's never had that before. I mean, they've tried. They, you know, Josh Jackson, they drafted him. He didn't pan out. Dragon Bender, they drafted him. He didn't pan out. Yeah. Marquise Chris, all these guys that just didn't pan out. They finally get him the help. They drafted DeAndre Ayton a few years ago. They drafted Mikhail Bridges. Then now they got Chris Paul. I think this is going to be a fun team to watch. I agree. I think this team, especially this year, can they can shock some people. I think in the West, obviously, which is a harder conference, they can get maybe the sixth or seventh seed, and I think they're definitely going to make the playoffs. Um, just a matter of how well they do um, down the stretch of the season and how they improve throughout the season, because we know usually. Um, teams can start out really hot, but then start to slow down. It's about the teams who can really maintain the same pace the entire year, turn up towards the end. And, um, you know, obviously, Devin Booker um, is just keen for a great year. You know, he's, he's – I mean, obviously, he's been um, a great player in this league, but I think this is his year um, to really thrive with defenses – I think Booker's still the number one option, but definitely defenses have to keep a watch out for Chris Paul. Agreed. And it's just they are a a team on the rise. And I think Chris Paul is going to start to slow down. He's, what is he, 36? He's, you know, he's he's getting older. I mean, there have been guys with his style of play, maybe he's not. But there have been guys who, you know, they get into that older age and they're, you know, they take a less and less role. But I – I don't. I think he's going to start to slow down. I don't think it'll be enough to really affect how the Suns are going to do. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I think we have some time left. So if we want, we can just kind of mention. Um, I wanted to ask you how you think um, you mentioned it before about the Nets, you know, KD and Kyrie. How do you think they're really going to mesh and fit this season? Well, at first, when, I, when they first signed him, you know, I was a bit skeptical. They were both in their locker rooms. You know, they were not, you know, very great. But they seem to get what I've seen in the first few preseason games. This team seems to be meshing really well. I mean, they killed the Celtics yesterday. And KD and Kyrie both seem – KD doesn't look like he's lost a step from the injury. Neither does Kyrie. So I think that this Nets team is going to be really good. I think that they could easily make the finals along with – they're a very deep team. You know, they've got Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan. And, and more than that, and along with a new coaching staff, you know, Steve Nash, he's got, you know, he's got help if he needs it from Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. I think this Nets team is going to be very, very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. You know, you, you bring up good points of – the depth they have and the coaching that they've added to that team. I think the sky's a limit. Honestly, the, I think the only thing that can hold them back is, you know, I love Kyrie as a player, but you know, him, he's kind of been a little bit of a, I mean, his, his whole stunt with the media not going, you know, I think he's been a problem, you know, for your Celtics, obviously it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could talk a little bit about that, but I just think, you know, along with KD there, Kyrie doesn't have time to mess around like that, you know, and just hold back his team like he did with the Celtics. If you want to talk about a little bit with his experience with the Celtics and how that didn't work out. Yeah. And w- yeah, with the Celtics, he, all he did was hold him back. I mean, he gets hurt in 2017, 18, they go to the conference finals in 18, 19, Jason Tatum takes a step back when he is fully, when Kyrie is fully healthy. He leaves, we see Jason Tatum become an absolute superstar. Jalen Brown breaks out, averages 20 points a game. Um, you, he was just holding him back. I don't think he's going to do that with, the, with this Nets team, though. I think they are legit. I think they have, they're deeper than those Celtics teams, um, and I think they have more talent. I, yes, because I feel like KD and Kyrie have established themselves. Hmm. Yeah, and like you said, I don't think Kyrie has the time to mess around. I think, obviously, he's won a championship with uh, the Cavs and LeBron James. But I think since then, this is his best chance to, you know, make another run. And obviously, with KD, KD excuse me, come back off an injury, you know, he looks really good, like you said. And I think almost KD kind of forces Kyrie with, just with who he is, with KD, who he is, one of the best players in the league, you know, that this is like a no-nonsense mentality. Like, they cannot mess around. You know, they're getting older, and um, obviously they're still going to be in the league for years to come. But I think this year is a really good opportunity for them to make a run, you know, for a championship. But obviously we think that the Lakers are going to repeat. Um, and I think the Nets, along with the other teams, could give the Lakers a run for their money. You know, I think – I mean, you look at the Nets. I mean, they have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. You talked about – um, the bench, you know, Dinwiddie, Carrius Levert, guys like DeAndre Jordan, who have been in the playoffs before. Um, a really deep team that can make a run. So it's going to be really – I'm excited to watch this team, and I'm especially excited to watch how they perform um, in the playoffs and um, if they make a run or not. Yeah, uh, agreed with that. Yeah. So I think uh, that, that's a good place to stop.
Um, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to the Phenom MBA show. Uh, I'm Matt Lesnick. And I'm Lev Arion. Uh, thanks for listening.